Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. Our first guest joined California State University Fullerton in 2013. Since then, he's garnered awards and grants for his scholarly work, having developed a decision support model for construction equipment selection and proposed the idea of Construction Equipment Sustainability Index for informed decision-making. Please welcome Hakav Avitizian, Assistant Professor in the Department of Civil Engineering, Environmental Engineering, California State University, Fullerton. Hakav, welcome to the show. Hello, Peggy. Thank you for having me for today's show. We're delighted to have you. It's so exciting because you've done such amazing work when it's when you talk about construction equipment and sustainability. I'd love to hear what your view is, the current state of construction equipment, when we really talk about sustainability, because I really think it's so important. I'd love to get oh, it's your thoughts on that. Important. Yeah, it's absolutely important. And Every day, the limitations are getting uh, more and more strength, and all manufacturers are trying to catch up with those. But there are like some manufacturers who are doing a really great job, like Volvo recently revealed this uh, hybrid loader, like uh, you heard in the news about like 50% fuel efficiency, which is really great. Like Caterpillar is working on that, Deere is working on, like I don't want to uh, disadvantage any other manufacturer, but all of them are doing a really great job and trying to catch up with the limitations on uh, emission quantities. But uh, uh, for sustainability, there is always a need for more and more efforts. So that's why there is this continuous improvement, and all of us are working towards that improvement. When you talk about getting that 50% in emission improvement, you talked about Caterpillar and Deer and companies like that doing that. How do you go about doing that? I mean, when we talk about this in, in, in terms of it, what does a company really have to be thinking about? I mean, you know, is it something they they do internally? Is, is it a mindset? Is, is it a quality set? I mean, you know, what is it that they have to be thinking about in order to achieve that 50% in producing equipment that, that achieves that, that we can take out into the construction field? So one of the uh, drivers are the standards, actually, the emission standards that are requiring the manufacturers to comply with those uh, from year to year and reducing the quantity of different types of emissions that should be allowed by the engines to be uh, emitting the environment. So that will be one of the major uh, factors. But then there is this uh, pioneering effect that different manufacturers are trying to be the pioneers in the area and try to reach that level first. Like, for example, for Tier 4, for the uh, criteria developed by Environmental Protection Agency, I believe Volvo was the first one in the nation who achieved that in 2011, if I recall it correctly. So it's like a combination of things. The mindset, as you said, and at the same time, the regulations that are forcing it to happen. Otherwise, if someone is not competitive in the market, then uh, they're going to get out of the market. And basically, no big company wants to get out of the market because of regulations. So they take advanced steps in order to comply and at the same time stay in the market. So when we when we look at that, you have mindset, you have regulations. So are these kind of 
um, common factors affecting then ultimately that get us to these emission rates? You know, because now you have these regulations, you have this mindset, you all have common goals. So then once we have these, now we have these emission rates that get standard that get standardized and that we have to follow because now we just say, okay, it's regulations. But you, you have to want to do it. You have to say, I want to be competitive like you just described, and, and you want to be a pioneer in that area sometimes too. So there's a lot of driving factors that you just described. Absolutely. So uh, pretty much like uh, that mindset combined with the uh, profitability of the market because the public sentiment is growing towards green and sustainable construction. So everyone wants to have that clean environment uh, where they are living. So that's the driver that forces both parties to participate, like the contractors and the manufacturers to be on the same side for reducing the environmental emissions from the construction project. And the factors that will be affecting uh, from technical perspective, would be the age of the equipment, will be the horsepower of the engines that are being used for different pieces of equipment. All these factors are significantly affecting the amount of emissions that can be generated from construction equipment pieces. So, so that raises a really good point that you say that, Hakab. So, how do you look at that? You evaluate construction equipment, you know, in terms of sustainability. Is there a set? kind of uh, criteria that you look at it when you want to evaluate specific construction equipment for sustainability? So you're a construction company and you want to look at this and you say, this is the way I want to be looking at this for sustainability. How do you, how do you, how do you evaluate that? I mean, you know, is there, is there a need to do that? Yes. I, what I was thinking uh, when I was developing the sustainability index for construction equipment was uh, the idea of having it something usable, like you can see different studies completed where there's 50-plus uh, components that uh, researchers uh, consider in evaluating the sustainability of construction equipment. But on the other side, it should be practical, where the contractors will be uh, able to use it and utilize on a project-based uh, cases, other than just like having it as just a study in there. So the idea that for developing that sustainability index was to consider the age and the horsepower of construction equipment, assuming that the operators are trained and the idling time is minimized because idling time of the equipment during utilization is another big factor that is adding emissions in the environment. So if the uh, operator is trained and utilizing the equipment efficiently, then the rest is about the horsepower that is being utilized because in most cases, there is also need for the correct selection of construction equipment. Uh, the same thing can be done with different pieces of equipment and with different uh, powers of engines. Sometimes uh, construction equipment that is being selected for the project is uh, uh, overrated. So basically, there is need for less horsepower, but more powerful machine is being utilized, which means that there is a consumption of fuel more than necessary, and the entire power is not being utilized efficiently. So that selection process combined with sustainability index is the approach that I'm saying that can help both contractors to meet the requirements with minimized costs, and at the same time will help the, uh, uh, the manufacturers to produce different levels of construction equipment, emitting different levels of emissions, which will allow the contractors to complete the project. So basically the ultimate goal for everyone to try to get the job done with uh, using less resources. 
So is, is there like an impact then that you have? Because you talked about emissions, you talked about idle time, you talked about horsepower. So there's there's this evaluation that you have this total impact because ultimately you're, you're getting improved sustainability. So what's the total impact then your evaluation brings to the construction company once they've done this? In terms of numbers, like if we talk about the sustainability index that uh, I developed, is about the efficiency improvement from the manufacturer side. When uh, each construction equipment in the fleet has their uh, sustainability index, then the contractor can use that information together with all technical parameters for any piece of equipment in the fleet and then decide which one to utilize for a current project which one to uh, rent if necessary. If it's from their own fleet, then they can decide which one to utilize. So it's pretty much helping them to reduce significant amount of emissions. And uh, if talk in numbers, like say we did a study for uh, inter-county connector road uh, in Maryland, and we found that for uh, like 26 month duration of the project, if the cost of the equipment uh, utilization is like $6,600,000 around that, if we add like about $80,000 on top of that for a better equipment uh, selection, then the amount of emissions can be reduced by 12% right away, just because of the right selection of construction equipment, which will indicate which tier the particular piece of equipment should be and how it should be utilized like efficiently and on what activity specifically. So when you and look at this... Add, yeah, go ahead. Go, no, 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 finish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish so your thought. If we want to go for further improvements, let's say we want to cut down 50% of, 53% of uh, emissions, then the cost of construction equipment will jump significantly. But with current trends for reducing the emissions from construction equipment from manufacturer's side, then this number is going to be less than uh, what we calculated a few years ago. So, for example, for the same particular example that I was talking about, if the cost of uh, equipment is $6,600,000, if we want to cut down all possible emissions from construction equipment to their uh, bare minimum and go with like all uh, tier three pieces of equipment, then the cost will go to $10 million, which is a significant increase in the price. And that's why uh, there should be a informed uh, approach for selecting the right equipment with a targeted amount of emission reductions. So that's what I was going to get to. So when you have a targeted approach, you can see significant uh-huh. cost savings. And that's the key that we're looking here is the cost savings ultimately along with the emission savings that you were talking about. There's some, some real dollars that can be associated with this. Absolutely. Like in this particular case, we're considering like $5 per metric ton of CO2. And then all the uh, emissions, like uh, those that are convertible to equivalent to CO2, we considered it in our analysis, and we found that like, if the cost market price is $5 for metric ton, then these savings are realistic and can be achieved without any significant addition to the construction equipment cost. Like, if we add another $80,000 on $6,641,000, it's almost negligible amount of money, but Hakab, we're out of time, but thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it, so we, we hope you'll come back and talk to us soon. Hey, listeners, we're out of time. Stick around. We've got more to come right here on ConExpo, ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. If it's new, it's here. We'll be right back right after this commercial break. 
Come join over 130,000 construction industry professionals in March 2017. ConExpo ConAg 2017 is North America's largest construction show. Explore over 2.5 million square feet and imagine what's next with over 2,500 exhibitors. Get the details at conexpoconag.com slash future and join us as we take this to the next level. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Identity theft costs over $20 billion a year. When was the last time you changed all of your passwords? Don't be a victim. The nonprofit Securing Our E-City Foundation is here to support you. They serve individuals, families, seniors, businesses, and nonprofits throughout San Diego, helping to make a safer cyber experience for all. For more information, visit securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Has your business been appified? Are you tired of doing marketing that doesn't deliver results? Mobile apps build loyalty and quality retention. Your app from UPG Mobile puts your business on their mind and at their fingertips. UPG Mobile will give you a custom app highlighting how you are unique, targeting your message, and improving your open rates. Appify your business and amplify your presence with your customers at upgmobilemarketinggroup.com. You were born to do one amazing thing, but most people spend a lifetime trying to identify what it is. If you're at a job you don't like or are unemployed, if you're in a state of transition or just can't shake that nagging feeling that you were meant and made to do something extraordinary, the Reinvention Workshop is exactly what you need. Led by award-winning self-help author Steve Ulcher, the Reinvention Workshop will forever change your life. The Reinvention Workshop takes you step-by-step through Steve's proven formula that has helped so many get on the right path and be clear about what they were born to do. Take the first step for realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting TheReinventionWorkshop.com today. No more delays, no more denial. Reconnect with your true self. Learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Log on to TheReinventionWorkshop.com. That's TheReinventionWorkshop.com. 